Welcome to the journey with Mpo Podcast, a sacred space for healing, love, and rediscovering your life purpose. Introducing your host, Mpo. Since it's Mental Health Awareness Month, um, what does mental health mean to you? Yo, um, it means everything. It means a lot. It's, um, I am where I am right now as we're speaking, purely because I'm, I'm managing my mental state. So I think just being mm-hmm. aware that um, um, you have a mental state that you need to to treat and look after is is, is very important for me. So this month is is quite an important month where we can get to share that information with people. So it's crucial. State of mind is everything. Serenity is everything. Okay. Hello, journey with Paul friends and family. Before we get started with today's episode. I just have a housekeeping note to share. So here goes. It may feel like we did not release an episode on Sunday, April 25th. And that is partially true in the sense that we re-released to the larger audience an episode that was initially only available for Patreon members or by purchasing it on Podbean. If you follow us on Instagram, then you must have seen that As my token of gratitude to you, I made season one, episode 33, available to you via Apple Podcasts and on our website, journeywithimport.com. This is my thank you for the support, feedback, and encouragement you have shown me as an artist, content creator, and friend. Your faith in my ability to be a custodian for uncensored storytelling has always made this show and continues to make it the magical wonder it is today. I hope you enjoy the birthday swell bonus episode brought to you by yours truly and my knight in always shining armor, Hasbay. <laughs> okay, so enough about me being in my feels. Let's get started with today's episode. Thank you for joining us as we continue part two of our conversation with Lungandu, father of three, co-founder of the nonprofit organization Ride Abuse and the director of Brave Works Concepts. If you missed the first part of our conversation, no worries. Simply go back to episode seven and start your journey with us from there. Good morning, Dunga. Uh, good morning. I had to unmute myself there. Good morning. Good morning to you and everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the virtual world. Yeah, like 
you also got to make sure because I've seen some things trending there of people caught literally with their pants down. So, and cameras are on, <laughs> on Zoom, made things very interesting at the board members meeting. Um, so, <laughs> you always need to be careful. And especially because, oh, I'm in South Africa, it's very early in the morning. Um, so, I need to make sure that mm-hmm. one is uppity up. <laughs> Okay, so ever since we last connected, so much has happened in terms of the 24-hour cycling event. What's going on? Give us an update. Yeah, um, in, in, in the words of my um, my former personal coach, trainer, he says that I, I wrote a check with my mouth that my body was not ready to cash in. Um, so soon after I came back from Cape Town, I came back from Cape Town, um, early Jan, second week of January, after cycling for 42 days, 3,200 kilometers. So my body was really, had already, um, 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 no, taken a toll. And then soon after I go, mm-hmm. my crazy self, my crazy ass goes and announces that, um, I want to break a world record in April 27th, Freedom Day, which gave me, I was January, February, March, April, like, you know, like three months and I announced this in 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 Feb uh, you know in March so I had a month to train and when I when I went to go when I went mm-hmm. to go to this gym you know to get sponsorship for gym and trainer they're like you want to do what I'm like okay all right cool we're not doubting you no 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 because no. the current world record holder cycled 577.78 kilometers in 24 hours in Australia. Is mm. it Australia or Austria? Yeah. Okay. So I need to beat that guy. And uh, the guys are like, mm. no, it can be done. I'm thinking it can be done too. But um, truth be told, um, after some introspection, <laughs> uh, I realized, no, nah, it's too much. Um, mm. it's way too much on my body. One, two, I was busy with so many things, uh, that, that are happening, you know, setting up the organization, getting a board, understanding how I run a board, understanding that as much as there's a board in place, doesn't mean that I now sit back, but I, I drive the vision. I now, now from mm-hmm. being on a, on a, on a bicycle to managing and leading uh, professionals like the board members are successful in the in the chosen field and now they're sitting and waiting for me to give them direct direction you know i kind of sat back and think okay you guys mm-hmm. i've given you this now you're the board run with it no i still need to be there mm-hmm. so many things and personally many things were hitting me too um, um i didn't realize that i'm jumping into an elite sports field now you know, um, I kind of mm-hmm. assumed that Lunga's deserving of this accolade, maybe all this title or this claim, be- just because I cycled to Cape Town, or just because I've been on my own for so long. Now I want to be seen having achieved something of value, so I need to compete or I need to do something great. So I had to check my ego. Um, so that's mm-hmm. what's up with. Um, um, the world 24 hours cycle and the question you asked is very loaded for me because it's so many things that went on <laughs> to this uh, to doing this thing and I had to kind of really sit down and really think and ask myself you know why I'm doing it 
and 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 what is it that I'm trying to achieve? And thanks to you, and I was following your thirty days. Um, I think thirty days of gratitude. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, some awesome stuff though, and, and some awesome pictures too. Um, um, well done to your team. Um, um, yeah, that that reminded me, Ruti. Um, over and above all these things, sponsors and you know, you know progressing because like look, all the things that are happening mm. are beautiful because progress is progression, and I prayed for it, and I and I've I've, I've set an intention for it, mm-hmm. and I'm re- learning that mm-hmm. to do certain things, you need to follow certain steps, and and mm-hmm. take it one day at a time, and always remember. Uh, um, to be grateful like for me i'm on day four mm-hmm. uh, yesterday was day three and it was gratitude funny mm-hmm. i woke up in the morning and excuse me these themes kind of um kind of come um mm-hmm. and as soon as i said gratitude i i got dropped by my my gym sponsor <laughs> yeah. I, I, I lost my personal trainer um uh, just this past week, dealing with a lot of things, you know, personally. Um, 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 so I was laughing. I'm laughing because <laughs> I choose gratitude, but I'm surrounded by so many things hitting me right now. And mm-hmm. that was the beauty of it, that it kind of moved away all the other nonsense. And I was left to just with my bicycle. That's why I'm, I'm here um, to train and cycle. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was so adamant in us having a lot conversation this morning um because um, what one does is go into isolation when 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 mm. things kind of go upside down and 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 mm. it, it doesn't make sense for one to do that bravery doesn't really exist in isolation um mm. so yeah I am on the road to redemption <laughs> Definitely glad to have you back and to have the backstory on that. Um, just to speak to a point that you just brought up, I was doing a meditation course on emotions. And in one of the sessions, the guy says, when people do this course, they feel like they are more emotional. They're more angry, more anxious. But it isn't necessarily that you are more emotional it's more so that you are now aware of your emotions than you previously were mm. before, which makes it seem like it's increasing, but it's actually just the awareness that has been turned yeah. on. And I think it goes for the same with gratitude. Like there were moments where I had to look deep within myself and say, what am I really grateful for? And is this something that I can be grateful for, for the sake of completing my gratitude challenge or for the sake of truly being grateful. Mm. And you have to dig yeah. deep, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that doesn't mean, it's like when you stop going to church and then you go to church again and all of a sudden the demons are rushing yeah. back to you and you're like, okay, maybe when I wasn't going to church, things were fine. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. It's, my mom and I referenced that a lot because we had like on and off moments with church mm. where we would go and things would get worse. But if we laid off, things were seemingly okay. Yeah. It's not necessarily that things are, worse off it's just that now you're becoming more and more aware 
of how intentional and how focused that gratitude needs mm. to be and how sometimes you're going to have to pull it out of the bag. Like sometimes, oh, you know, things are getting thrown at yeah. you that are tempting you <clears throat> to be, you know, not so grateful. Mm. And so you've got to, you've placed yourself in this weekly, monthly, whatever challenge to be grateful. Now you've got to dig yeah. deep and it's going to be a challenge. And that's why it's yeah. called a challenge. <laughs> that, is, that is so true. <laughs> it is so true. Um, it, it also kind of goes back to this. Um, uh, also, when I was doing my meditation, um, I'm trying to remember this gentleman's name. I can't remember his name. But anyway, he was saying that mm-hmm. as, as, as we progressing in our awakening or in our enlightenment, whatever path we may be choosing to follow, there will be a resistance at mm-hmm. times and it's like a, a curtain was closed and now a curtain is opening, but you've always seen yourself mm-hmm. as the curtain. So you're like, ow, ow, please don't open, don't stretch me, it hurts. Oh. And and you need mm-hmm. to then um, kind of almost remove yourself and be an observer and, and watch the curtain open so that you can welcome the new you. And for me, mm-hmm. that was... Um, Nothing, my low point because I think you need to be punched in in, in the gut almost. Uh, um, um, it's when mm-hmm. everything that I thought I, I needed, like for example, I felt like I needed the like I needed the gym, I needed this, I needed that. But as soon as that was taken away from me, and as soon as my 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 true intention was was questioned, that's why I that's why I love and appreciate my personal trainer and they even though it's not training me now and we had to go our separate ways, but the conversation we had post that, even his wife, like mm. it's like a family. They were like, Lunga, dude, you need to then dig deep and understand that what you're getting into is some like real hardcore mm. stuff. Like, you know, and when I, cause they printed, mm. they printed out a document for me in Paul. It's a document on training to cycle. And it's like 40, 50 pages. That's just the first document. Mm-hmm. And then there's others that he has sent that I needed to read, right? Now, they're questioning Lunga a month later. Mm-hmm. Look, Lunga, uh, like, uh, being honest, Lunga just gets on the bike and goes. So now I need to eat certain things. I need to sleep at a particular time. I need to drink water, like, water at a particular level every day. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I didn't comprehend. I think also mm-hmm. uh, what goes on to, to adding to what you and your mom always say with you on and off at church, more, more humble when you leave church, it feels like the demons and things come back at you. No, it's like now you, you are aware now you're, you're in the game now you're in the battlefield now, mm. you're no longer outside. So mm. when it feels that way, it's just your spirit is aware. So now I mean, now mm. as I'm training and doing these things, it's like, okay, it means that. Mm. The old old Lunga Leno was before the salvation or before being awakened uh, would be sleeping or crumbling mm-hmm. now, but he needs to to learn. Yeah. So it sounds like more so your personal journey started off just as that a personal road to redemption. Mm-hmm. And now we're at a transition point where you're moving from being just a regular cyclist to a businessman forward slash elite cyclist who now needs to prepare and have specific business acumen and run your brand as some sort of, you know, business that you have. And so you're in between, you know, being 
jobless and probably owning a business that doesn't make you so much profit, but you're having to invest both mental, physical, emotional time, and then still be financially available to support your kids, you know? So it's a big transition, yeah. <laughs> no? Yeah, it, it, and you, you put it so well, um, actually. It, yeah, it is. And it's, it's quite frustrating at times because I had a conversation with my mentor, um, I think two weeks ago, and he was like saying to me, Lunga, you, need, you, you may need to face the reality, bro. You may need to perhaps park the cycling, get a job, mm. And and and, and 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 you know, look after the kids and everything like that. You know, oof, that hit me hard. Mm. Uh, and he's very right. So, I mean, one is looking for the job, of course. You know, applying and so on, putting myself out there. I had a interview with the Amazon. Hope, hopefully, they. <laughs> anyway, um, so that was was something that was pulling me down. Was a, a, a negative pull. But then for me to flip it and make it more into a positive, I started looking at it in the way you just put it now, that, look, if I take my my stuff seriously, surely I can be able to transform this and turn it into a business because then I'll be seen as that, that athlete. Um, and at the same time, as I'm building myself towards that, there's a, there's a time, a gap there where my, my, my kids and myself need to, need to survive. So I... Need to then hustle or look for work, do whatever it takes. If I need to go for career counseling, and perhaps maybe channel my my energies towards this field in which I want so strongly want to be in, and then bring money for my for my for my kids. That that's the one. And there's another one also, um, Paul. I think which uh, makes it hard for one to ex- express or for one to themselves out there I, I say it makes it hard purely because my focus has always been from the negative side but okay i don't have i'm looking from a lack so um so mm. once all these things were taken away from me because <laughs> there are times when i'm in the gym there are moments where i'm looking at the guys who are training they've got all the gear they've got all the things that they i don't have those or when i go cycling with other dudes um because to compete in in in, in, in cycling i need to be able to cycle with other guys and being in you know in that space i'm i'm a loner so if i'm cycling with stuff and my socks don't match it's okay or <laughs> oh, i've got holes in this it, it's fine so now there there's that element yeah. too i know it's sometimes a bit petty but it also allows me to focus more um so i i turn that into mm-hmm. into energy to, to help me um so it's 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 uh, i'm looking to learn as much as i can so um, I'm researching now. I'm trying to meet up with cycling people, um, so that um, before all of this, all I had was just that bike and that idea and that dream. So um, yeah. I still need to make it um, live inside of me, but at the same time, I need to be realistic. So that balance—that's mm. the trick. Yeah you've raised so many good points about what's working for you right now on an emotional and physical level to move you out of survival into thriving mode. You know, um, I think what works for me is realizing how far back I may have been two years ago, three years ago, 
like it doesn't feel like you've made much progress in terms of your peers and where you're at now. For instance, with podcasting, right? Like this may not be the world's first podcast mm. or featured in magazines with interviews and tours and stuff. But coming from where I came from as a self-taught podcaster two years ago, not knowing anything about podcasting, this is yeah. progress that we've made. And this is seeds that we've planted into the ground and now they're starting to grow. And sometimes we may be looking at someone's hundred year old tree up against our seeds that are still in the ground, mm. you know, and we may be discouraged. And so knowing and feeling like it takes so much strength, but to have that reassurance within yourself and say, okay, I'm 10 steps ahead of where yeah. I was last year, two years yeah. ago, you know, I'm right now you're talking on a global platform. Like sometimes I think about this podcast and there's people in Germany and Japan yeah. in all over the world listening. So you're speaking to the global community. And initially yeah. it was just the dream that was with you. Pat on the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pat yourself on the back. Yeah. yeah. Real quick. <laughs> initially, this was a dream developed on your journey to redemption by yourself on the bike out in the wilderness. And now you've spoken to so many more people and brought that attention. So you're already 10 steps ahead. Dude, it's yeah. work. <laughs> it's so much work. I'm not even going to tell, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to sell you dreams and be like, Oh, it gets yeah, better. Please don't lie to me. Today yeah. I had to have a conversation with myself and say, you had an online store that you set up. It's been a year. That online store you're paying for, it's digital space that you're paying for. But ever since you've set it up, you've not made a single sale from it. So do you continue to pay for that digital space or do you shut it down, even though you have this dream to be the connection between African attires and jewelry and the American culture? It's not working out on that space. So could you close it down? And it mm. hurts, you know, because sometimes we have these dreams that we feel so strongly yeah. about and they don't quite work out in the way they've in, we've envisioned them to mm. work out. So for instance, like a pop-up has been much better than me trying to convince people to go buy something online. I could p take my stuff and be somewhere at a market and be like 50 rand, mm. 20 rand, 30 rand. And people are like, yeah, yeah we'll buy. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> so it's not universe saying no. And we spoke about yes. this yesterday in our conversation to preparing for this. It's not universe saying no. It's saying no there's a different way. I heard what you wanted, but I'm telling you, there's a different mm. way. Yes. You see, um, yeah, what is profound, because after we spoke yesterday preparing, like it, it, that's why I said to you, I'm so grateful for those pre preparation um, calls because it does really kind of set, mm. you know, the, the mind and everything right. And and I was asking myself a question, I'm like, okay, okay, if Paul's saying this, all right, then what is the resistance then in with me um oh so i'm attached so then it's an ego thing i'm, a, I'm more of attached like I, I run it my way it's not that i want this i just want it my way like why couldn't it happen on a sunny day why you gotta give it to me in winter you know because now all of a sunday lunga lunga was lunga now wants to train every day and it's cold outside <laughs> But 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 there's there's, there's a certain strength because if if I'm able to push during this hard time when it's it's nice and easy, uh, I'll be ten times stronger because mm -hmm. I don't have what everyone else has to to push with on that day. Mm -hmm. Um, so I appreciate yeah. that. 
yo, ego, oh. dude, like, you know, my mom and I spoke about it and we think that's like, um, Nirvana, you know, they speak mm. about reaching your highest, happiest, healthiest state and ego seems to be the step before Nirvana. You know, it comes up. Sometimes you think, ah, I've got it in check. Yeah. I'm okay. And then it comes yeah. up like, do you know exactly. who I am? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> that do you know who I am is not something that we only just say to other people when we're angry, but it's things that we say to ourselves when we feel like what we want is not being given to us. Like, okay, universe, do you know who I am? I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep going. I want it this way because do you know who I am? And so it's, it's got a dual side to it where it's an internal conflict with you, but it's also a physical conflict with everyone else in the world, trying to show people, trying to prove people wrong, and then trying to kill off stories that we've told ourselves. You know, in the past episode, we spoke about stories that we've told yeah. ourselves. They also ego driven, like this is who I am. This is where I came from. And this is what yeah. I've done. Yeah. Yeah. How do we not be those people? How do we show up without those stories? You know, I, I walk into spaces and I'm skeptical to tell people who I am, what I do and where I work mm, because, mm. you know, every virtual space is like introduce yeah. yourself, but why does it mm. matter? I'm here now. I'm going to offer in the space, whoever I am now, whatever I've done in the past may have not come with me. I may not be the same mm. person, you know, so I'm here now open as me. That's it's interesting. Very interesting because uh, as you're talking now, I'm, I'm reciting this situation I, I was in the other day, meeting some guy, and we were mm. talking. And of course, obviously, yeah. So what do you do? And who are you? Mm. And um, and the things I was on asking these questions, and as I'm asking them, I'm like, wait a minute, he's gonna ask me mm. the same questions, this dude. And mm. what am I gonna say? Right. So I'm preparing myself now. Mm. He asks, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not a cyclist. And immediately I start going to my highest achievement. I cycled so many kilometers. And as I'm saying these things to him, I'm like, okay, dude. Uh, even afterwards, I'm like, but you don't even feel like I felt like I, mm. it's not a lie. These are the things I've done. But like, why? Was the intention to mm. come across and seem like a hero? I've done all these things and then get that. It's like, oh, wow, really? At times, yes. Mm. And then I ask myself, why do I want that? And and mm. I keep asking myself these questions, and I'm like, no, I want it because it makes me feel good. And from the Bangas, they must know me. You know, you see me. Mm. Um, you heard about me, man. And you know, um, why? Mm. And I kept asking these whys, whys, until I got to a, situ a space where I'm like, okay, it's because Lunga is always... Um, Latin, wanting to be seen. Why does Lunga want to be seen all the hmm. time? It's because he's felt he's never been seen mm. before. Okay, by who? Who? Who is who is he looking to be seen by? Mm. And I got to get to the part to say, oh my, my dad, my mom, and then that's the part where you, mm. what you said, where we need to sit back and kind of look at how far we've come. That's when it hit me to say, mm. but dude, you are speaking with your dad. You guys are fine. You are also just speaking and working on certain business ideas. Because mm. he, before he went to jail, he was he's an accountant, chartered accountant. He can't get work because of his, his um, mm. what do you call this thing, um, criminal record. But you and him are mm. talking about going back home, you know, the land. Like, so 
Okay, so you don't need that. So you don't need that anymore, do you? No, I don't. Okay, sharp. What else gives the ego life? And then I question it again. Why is it that when something like this happens, you then, why did you feel the need to announce that you want to break a world record? Even though you knew you're not ready, you didn't have all the things uh, there. And then it's like, okay, no, because I wanted to be maybe the first one to, to, to go and say it. Uh, okay, why? You know, all that. I kind of went down to it, questioning, questioning, why, 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 why? And then I, then it came down to say, you know, I feel like I'm not actually being seen or recognized in my, in cycling. Or I'm not having the bells and whistles, or I'm not being honored that way. Okay, why do you want to be honored for it? No, because I've done amazing things for it. Okay, who owes you this? You know, at some point I was like, no, Right Abuse owes me this. Thing. My nonprofit organization owes me something. Or the people, or someone. Mm. Oh, okay. Shut. And then it kept went going on. Yeah, and, and then I got to a place where I'm like, okay, this is where now I'm where I at now to say, um, does anybody really owe you anything bad? Did you start with someone with owing you something? Or when you started, was it not you and the bike and this reason? Now I'm back and it's me and the bike. Mm. And mm. to say, now that I've I've undressed myself, painful process, painful process to undress myself. Mm. But after I've undressed myself, I was able to say, yes, I can be an elite um, sportsman. I want to be. I have the things, all the things that I need, the, all the resources I need inside of me first. And then all other things would then come to me. I don't know which famous guy or mm. author or someone wrote this thing. They say that no matter where you are, no matter where you might be in a bush somewhere up in a mountain, as long as you exuding and expressing mm. who you really are, the world will make a path to find you because it, it wants to connect with that. You know, that's when I re I released all my stresses about my, my financial lack or my anything like that. It is true, but what can I do about it right now? You know, I can do something about it, sure, but negative, but it won't help me. And mm -hmm. sharp, I've got kids. Uh, what can I do? Okay. You know, uh, we have, um, I'm, 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 I'm out there trying to also understand my own message for gender-based violence. What am I trying to do in the scourge? Mm -hmm. What kind of tangible help can I help in that space? or in drug rehabilitation, mm. or in, in so on, in business, in whatever. I need to be able to clarify mm. that too. And it's all coming very nicely. Um, yeah. You raised so many good points. Um, I think what I summarized from your journey of questioning your ego is, who am I doing this for? you know, who, who am I breaking this world record for? Is it so every time I introduce myself in spaces, this record can speak for me and be the best thing that I've ever done with my life? Um, am I doing this so that I can always say I did this? Am I doing this to feed a part of me that still feels like there's more I need to do? Who am I doing this for? And it reminds me of a conversation my um, college principal once brought up. And he said, you know, 
it was the first year and he's like, you guys are excited, just came out of high school and gumnandi. Mm. But I want to tell you that Gunzi, yeah. 50% of you are not going to yeah. be at graduation. <laughs> and that's a fact. And we thought he was yeah. negative. We were just what like, oh my God, you're yeah. so negative. What a douche. Like a... <laughs> <laughs> it was true. Mm. Like maybe 12 people out of a class, yeah, 40 made it, you know. And he said, the thing that's going to keep you going when the lights turn off and it gets really dark in these rooms and you're sitting by yourself with yourself is why are you doing this? Mm. For who are you doing Mm. this for? And that's the only thing. Like if you write that story to yourself now and you go back and you reread it every time the lights are off, I can guarantee you that you'll be at graduation. And sometimes I'd sit studying for those exams and I'd be like, okay. Who am I doing yeah. this for? And who am I doing this for cannot be about your parents or wanting to impress yeah. those that we have attached ourselves to. It has to be an internal journey about yes. you. It has to be something very deep on the inside of you. And if you don't find that thing, you're not going to keep doing whatever it is you're doing when the lights turn yes. off. You won't have the strength. You won't have the emotional and physical and mental capacity to keep to keep pushing forward. Yeah. So, yeah. so interesting. You, you know, so Mpo, as you're speaking, I, I don't know if you've noticed, I'm trying to make a note. I was looking for a pen. I wanted to write something down that, you know, where I'm at now, as I'm, my head is talking, I'm like, okay, why, why am I doing this? I'm not doing this now because I'm carrying some emotional baggage that I want to. It's I've left the sadness there now. Like I, part one of our conversation mm-hmm. was really about, you know. Uh, I remember with the clip that mm-hmm. I, ke- I keep sharing it. It's so awesome. Like well done on cutting it right there. The minute like, <laughs> so I keep playing it. Like um, before I used to be part of someone else's narrative, someone else's story. Now I'm re- rewriting my own story, mm-hmm. and this is the part of the story where I'm doing this because. I just genuinely love, I, I love it. I just love being on a bicycle and mm. I genuinely believe I'm really good. I genuinely believe I'm strong. I genuinely believe I, I can do it. So it's my reasoning now is, 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 is that because I remember when I was preparing for mm. Cape Town, no, no, not Cape Town, the year before, uh, I wanted to cycle across seven uh, African countries and leading up to a week my spirit was like it's not like there's that i don't know how to explain it but there's the there's like the little energy there's some bunny or some dude inside of me that does something and i know that we okay we're going we're on there's some crazy dude inside of me seriously mm. so this guy <laughs> so this, he's the cyclist. yeah he's the cyclist so this crazy dude is he's acting awkward i'm like what's going on and i'm emotional and i'm like um, because for once in, in that period in my life, I was fairly happy. I think it was soon after I got I get out of rehab, yeah. And I'm, I'm praying. I'm like, God, what will drive me to finish this re- this ride at this time? Because I don't have that darkness and that sadness that I had before that mm-hmm. pushed me mm-hmm. across four African countries. Now it's like mm-hmm. I'm happy. Like, I don't think this happy feeling I'm feeling is enough to take me through this. Cause it gets rough on the road. I'm like, oh God, why am I? I'm so happy mm-hmm. and but flowers and all these nice things. 
I'm not gonna make it. I, I need I need that beast. I need that monster inside of me to awaken. So I was worried I was not gonna I was mm. not gonna finish. And indeed, I didn't finish. And then last year, mm. it was he came like, but it was not a mon- like angry, but it was something else. I couldn't explain it. That's why I was able to go mm. for forty two days. And when I came back, I realized I was in rehab for forty two days. My rehab my rehab stay was forty two days, and I cycled for forty two days. Mm. And I'm like. What's going on? Anyway, let's park that. Um, I saw you doing something about numbers. That's why I'm so fascinated about what's happening. <laughs> I need to know. You know. I just did the mathematics in my head. I was like, oh, yeah, 42 days, number six. But okay, go ahead. Okay. I'll, you tell me later. I don't know what that means. Okay, my mind wants to know so bad. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and, 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 and now, okay, I lost my point. But the point I was making that now, what's driving me is... Is I just love this thing and I, and and it's it's that that I can really do it. It's I think before it was more of excuses, you know, um, either it was the ego or the excuses that I'm doing it for someone else or doing this, you know. You know, this is what I this when I wake up and do this, you know. It's like this is what I really want to do, and and I'm starting to realize that it's not as easy as it looked with you. You wake up and do what you love, you know. Nah. Hey. Nope. 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 It can be. Initially, no, it's yeah. not. It can be. Um, so let me shift our conversation cool. a little bit here um, before we come up on the top of the hour. So one thing that I was thinking about from our previous conversation that we hadn't quite touched on was you have done presentations in different spaces for different people um, regarding gender-based violence. And in the audience, sometimes there's been victims and sometimes there's been perpetrators. How are those public discussions different from the discussions that you may have with friends or family who are experiencing gender-based violence or are perpetrators of gender-based violence? Um, I think it becomes, it's, 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 it's very different in the sense that um, people at home or people perhaps close to me, um, around me, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's like it's more like um, it's social, you know, and then Mm-hmm. I, I I think that's the challenge or that's the problem which we'll kind of talk about in a minute. And when I'm speaking on stages and platforms, people, the audience who's really there really tune themselves into, okay, this is what I'm going we're going to be discussing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you're really going to um, you know, a baby shower or you, you won't come there with bottles of whiskey <laughs> and cigar, you know, but you come with, with the right apparent things. I think that that's fundamentally the, mm-hmm. the, the the difference. One, two. I think the other difference is that we are still we're still viewing um, these the, these issues as separate from from ourselves, as separate from from an individual or from from humanity. And mm. we give it these titles that distance it, gender based violence. It's like it's it's over there, um, and yet that's why m- m- my organization says that abuse stops with me. Oh, wow. Okay. They are the penny drops. Um, 
my my tagline says abuse stops with me so it needs to be a personal yeah. personal thing that comes from within so uh, um mm-hmm. uh, yeah people around me find it a bit t- difficult and i think it's even difficult for me too because there's some things that maybe i could be able i could see or, or and i would want to to some degree offer help or maybe even aid or something like that but you really, you really don't want to kind of infringe on, on, on people in a certain way. However, I do make it known that mm. this is something that I do and, and can help. Um, mm. For for example, you know, with with, um, with what I'm doing, and we spoke about this off air a little bit. I'm going to touch on it just a little mm. bit too, is that we are not immune to, 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 to these things that happen. And when it happens close to home, it it kind of puts things into more into perspective, because I I am also in in a home environment where there are women and uh, uh, we are mostly in a community larger environment around me you know friends associates and so mm-hmm. on may experience these kinds of things mm-hmm. and it becomes hard then uh, for example if something is happening for someone to come to me and if they are unable to i always try and make sure and make it aware that they i can refer them to people whom they can speak to or or address because mm-hmm. it's a very complex situation and i think you tend to appreciate it more when it happens close to home um um you know and growing up we always see how the treatment of women and how the treatment of men by women and the treatment of kids by both men and women. Sometimes we excuse a lot of things and we take things as we know, it's how it is. Um, so that's that's the challenge. Uh, um, it's like that, but however, I always try and make sure that it's known. Like I, 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 even in my, own, my family, my, my home, in that space, when it does happen, I need to step up as as in my capacity as a child of uh, at home, as the elder, one of the eldest kids, and also as a, as a life coach and as a counselor, and as someone who advocates against something like this, I need to be impartial and objective when I come to it. Uh, it's hard, mm. especially if it's if if it's close to home. It's really hard. I think it makes it better for the cause too. <laughs> I feel it makes it really authentic and real because now i'm not just speaking about something that's out there mm. you know it, it, it mm. really fit like it tangibly impacts on the people i care about directly hmm. yeah i think it's i'm trying to avoid using the word easier mm. but i do think it's far more relatable to have someone speak on an experience that they've had rather than an experience that they've studied i think whether victim or perpetrator one is more inclined to listen to someone who has had the experience rather than someone who has not like sometimes when you're sitting in said therapist's room and they're trying to give you advice you can't help but wonder but she yeah. thinks some of these things are you just giving me textbook yeah. answers because <laughs> i'm gonna ho- go home and try this and it's yeah, not gonna work know. because i'm telling you i've tried it before 
<laughs> yeah, true. I hear you. You know, maybe I'm the only one who judges my therapist. No, you're not. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always there. I'm like, this man sitting there, I don't know nothing about no drugs. Uh, here telling me, no, just use your willpower. What? Why am I here with you then? Have you ever been high no. and try to combine yeah. willpower with highness? Like, come on, dude. Why am I sitting here with you? <laughs> Yeah, I do think it, you know, that's more what I seek for when I look for mentors and people that I say, okay, I can follow this person or I can understand this person. It's like, you have been through this. You have experience mm. with this. Um, final question is more about modern society and what we teach our children, right? So there's always conversations about do we talk about sexual orientation with our kids, like being gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgendered, whatever the case is, at what age should kids start being introduced to that? Because it looks like more and more younger kids are becoming aware earlier on that they are gay or not gay or whatever the case may be. Right. When it comes to the conversation of gender based violence and gender based abuse, when do you think is like the right time to have those conversations with children? Should it be in high school? Should they be still like in primary school? Where where should we be catching them as an education point? Yeah, um, I feel catch them catch them young. Um, um, when I say young, mm. I mean let's break it down for a second. Like we need to break down what gender is and then look at what, um, when you say gender-based violence, when we say, what, what is that? Um, I think we need to kind of um, come at it in, in that approach when you speak to the kids because you'd be surprised how magic these young people are and how smart they are and intelligent they are. They already see it. They already, we already communicate certain, um, you know, certain prejudice or certain things that we do especially when you start teaching them about their body parts and how they need to respect that and, and how um, Susan can't play no, 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 no tab or, uh, um, like at a certain age. Mm-hmm. Um, that also uh, how we address those kind of things really kind of impacts how, how the kids kind of relate to other genders. So, I mean, I've got a mix of both uh, mm-hmm. boys and girls. So, um, using my own practical example of, of how we can avert perpetrating gender-based violence in the young ones is, is, is teaching them that to, to honor and respect themselves, understand who they are and honor and understand who a woman, especially for the boys, because I need to break that into their minds quite early that um, a, a woman is not a, a toy or a tool or uh, a means to an ends mm-hmm. or um, a number or, you know, because there's certain perceptions, especially in Agassi, in, in the hoods uh, and, and space about how we relate to women and treat women. So I move them from uh, the sexual orientation to just understanding human beings. I think that's, that's, the, that's how we can get the, the young kids in schools and at home. So I think that's, that's, uh, uh, um, the best way to do it and it must be continuous um <clears throat> excuse me the the conversations i mean for example uh i'm part of an alumni of my former high school um we got a platform that we are wanting to launch where we talk about mentorship 
and guiding kids and where they can ask questions and so on. So that is that is another another way of 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 um, educating and imparting this because it's a social issue. Um, the approach needs to come from multi multi different uh, angles, from classroom at home, TV everywhere. Um, and then the last thing is the kids. It's not all about what we say; they watch us. Mm. You know, they watch us. Like it's really important, especially for, you know if if we're gonna have multiple partners. Try not to do it in front of them so that they see. Um, you know, you know, trying to treat, teach an old dog new tricks may be harder than trying, you know, than to teach the, the younger ones mm. the right way. Mm. Um, 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 because you may teach the kids, no, you must read your books more. But you, if you're sitting watching TV, when is a kid going to read a book? Because they're watching you mm. watch TV. Mm. Yeah, so integrity, I think it starts over Actions there. speak louder than words. <laughs> yes yes Yo, indeed such a good point i always enjoy my time with you i feel like i walk away from our conversations so much better a person so motivated to continue the healing journey and to continue this work of speaking to so many different people and learning because i learn from your story i connect with the journey in ways that I'm still learning on how to connect with myself, you know, ego. Why do I struggle with the ego? Um, kids. How do you talk to kids about mental health, about gender-based violence? It's always such an enriching experience, mm. whether we are off the mic or on the mic <laughs> or on statuses. Yes, What's up, statuses? Same here. And you know, the, the female ego too, there's a female ego. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I can attest to that. I speak so often on that mm. with a lot of my male friends. You know, people will say men are dogs, men do this. And yeah, sure, maybe. But let's have a conversation about women. What are women doing? You know, what's going on in mm. female spaces? And how can we... I had a conversation with my friend this morning. How can we, as women in this so-called new generation hold space for men to be mm. and experience mental health because some of the things we do seem mm. to provoke mental health challenges so how can we cultivate mm. healthy spaces for men to be men it's a good conversation big conversation mm. <laughs> they're not ready Indeed. you know it's no, 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 easier no, 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 to no. say men are dogs and i've been wronged and i've done this and you know, like your, with your experience with gender-based violence, there's always victim and perpetrator. And it's not ever quite clear who plays the role. Like if someone's the perpetrator, yeah. what kind of role are you playing that triggers? And this is, you border the line of potentially victim blaming, but you also have to look mm. at the aspect of what kind of role are you, are you an enabler? You know, do you... Yeah. walk away from situations like this where are your boundaries you know and taking yeah. a deeper look yeah. at that like taking a step back and say in the relationships where i experienced abuse 
it wasn't the fact that I was experiencing abuse that was the most hurtful. It's that when Mm. I did, I didn't love myself enough to walk away. And that Mm. is a boundary issue. It's an enabler issue that is within me. And that's a personal journey separate from whatever abuse that I've Mm -hmm. been through. It's like, okay, now you've got this person who stays when shit like that happens, doesn't move. Why? Why don't you love yourself Mm. enough to give yourself the things that you think you deserve? You see, there we go. Now, yeah. Oh, God. You see, if if we had that kind of thinking when we're approaching these things at national level of government and Mm. so on, I think we would have a a, a different direction. Mm. Because with these things, we we sought out blame rather than sort out solution. Because solution means everybody comes to the Mm. table. Blame means only certain people go to the table of accountability. Mm. So that's that's the unfortunate side that's why i'm saying with me when it's when it started when I, it's it's happening around me that's when the penny drops to say ah so indeed then it means that for us to indeed kind of solve this issue we need to kind of go to the human mm. exactly the, the human there's no law man that can teach you how to to love there's no law that can teach you how not to hurt and kill yourself and the next person. There's no law that can do that. Or jail time. All that jail time does is what we're talking about, redemption or, or, or someone going to um, um, re- rehabilitate themselves. Rehabilitation means just returning back to your original form, which has been corrupted over time due to whatever, you know. So we just all need to just kind of go through our own rehabilitation personally and I think once we do that oh man there's nothing wrong with letting pause shine shine without me infringing on it because it somehow makes my own one feel dimmer because mm. that's the only issue mm. that's how I that's what I understand jealousy to be I think in closing that's what I understand jealousy to be I remember I used to be so jealous about some of my friends or colleagues or people whom I used to think I'm better than them now they seem to be doing better than me and i broke down that 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 feeling and that thought because it interrupted my ability to relate to them as friends and it just corrupted the friendship mm-hmm. now you know we used to be tight but now because they have progressed in life which is a beautiful thing and as if i'm a friend i need to be happy but i'm jealous is it because i'm jealous of what he has or is it because i'm really fundamentally um, angry and upset at myself, resenting myself for having not for not having taken a step. But because that is too much for me to handle, I project that as jealousy. And I'm like, why do you need to buy a, a rosé bottle for a thousand rand? You can just buy a, a cheaper one. You know, you people. It's it's got nothing to do with that. I'm hating myself. That's why you're so right. It's it's the just coming into yourself is harder. So I let me lash out. So that's why I had to come face to face and say, I can't blame my dad anymore, my mom anymore, my situations anymore, or having this, not having that anymore. No, no, bruh. For this road to, of redemption to get to a, a close where I'm redeemed, I need to take that. Hmm. And redeeming means money back, no? Oh yeah, seven times fold. 
Okay, just check. Just check. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you about my conversation <laughs> offline with the universe about money. But what you just cool. said reminded me, I think it's either Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole. I don't remember who says it in their song. And he basically says, I cannot fake humble because you are insecure. You know? And I'm like, mm. oh. Yes, Kendrick. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. I got rap songs too. See, I could be a cool kid too. <laughs> I see you. I see you, Mbo. I'm gonna drop some bars now. Hey, Mbo. Referencing rappers, feeling so cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, JWM family, this is Lungandlovu. I can certainly guarantee you that you are not seeing the last of this man on the show on your TVs, on our social media, anything he does, we will be in the background, sharing information, advocating for that necessary support. And we ourselves too, will be putting our money where our mouth is <laughs> because we are people of action and not words. So if you can do the same, if you have connections or you would like to connect with him, support his journey in any way possible, whether that is through exposure, resources, people, sponsors, anything at this point would be absolutely, absolutely, absolutely appreciated because he has open-heartedly shared his story. He continues to put himself out to the world regardless of what the world is throwing back and i have a good feeling the universe is about to throw some good stuff to him so whatever you can do just reach out to me i will connect you with him or look into the episode notes and all the information will be right there for you to connect with him directly and i love and appreciate you guys so much thank you for spending this time with us and as always and like i always say aloha <laughs>